podcast, Very Newcastle. The place where you'll get the truth if you can stay awake long enough. Yes, you've got it. It's Sag Sick. Yes, folks, welcome along. Snag says podcast number 11. Christ almighty, 11, eh? Well, I guess that's sort of averaging out a bit more than one a month. So uh, the plan is to get to one a week, if you can cop it that much. Um, that's a question mark, isn't it? I can probably do them. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, one a week. That's where we want to get to. They say you've got to have regularity and uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I'm not meeting in regard to maximising your popularity and your reach and uh, all that sort of stuff. Um, That's a combination of me being too lazy and uh, me being too lazy, I think. But look, I I do want to do them more frequently and have them arrive or, as they say in the business, drop (laughs) at... uh, you know, the same time every week. That's supposed to be the plan. I, I figure probably Sunday night for Monday morning, so, you, you know, you wake up all chipper and ready to face the week, as you do. Everyone gets up early on a Monday and can't wait. Isn't that how it works? Uh, jumping in our cars and trundling off down the freeway. The freeway of life. And... Uh, you ever look around at people when they're in their car going to work and, uh, you know, they, you, you judge them and you sort of look at them and you go, now, what, what you got up to on the weekend? Because you've got time on your hands, haven't you? You're usually sitting there and uh, there's not much going on. You're not moving quickly. There's no doubt about that. You're not moving quickly in the morning. So you look in the car and you sort of look around the car is a car clean? How old's a person in there? What do they do, you reckon? Do you reckon they uh, water skied on the weekend? or Is their marriage good? Hmm. Was he up all night on the coke Saturday night? Um, the askew tie and the short sleeves is usually a good sign that bloke doesn't want to go to work. The girl doing the lipstick... Well, she's in a hurry, isn't she? She hasn't had time to do that properly. Either that or she slept in. Or she could have been frolicking carnally not 30 minutes before with uh, with her boyfriend-girlfriend. Zzz. And so could the boy, but the boy, uh, the boy's not putting lipstick on. He's probably trying to get it off. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to get that lipstick off. Anyway, uh, how are you and what have you been up to? I hope you've enjoyed yourself uh, as autumn settles in. Um, autumn's good. We'll talk about autumn. Autumn comes up in overrated, underrated. And uh, the mailbox has gone berserk at snags says, uh, at gmail.com. Um, yeah, there's a bit of response there, which has surprised me. Either you've got nothing to do and lead pretty boring existences or... Uh, I don't know what the second one is. If you're listening to me and taking the time to write to snag says at uh, gmail.com, I thank you for that. And it's a little measure of, uh, you know, it's a little bit of feedback from from you, the uh, the ordinary folk. <laughs> yeah, now last week I uh, rode from Sydney to Melbourne as part of a Harley-Davidson 100 Years in Australia thing. 
and I stopped off at different places along the way and rode in the company of the great Bill Davidson, who's the great-grandson of William A. Davidson, who was one of the founders with his brothers and William Harley. There was Williams all over the joint. More Bills than, uh, what, than a duck pond? Hmm. Not funny. Really not funny. wasn't funny in the vaudeville days and isn't funny now. But uh, anyway, yeah, uh, so I rode in the company of uh, Harley Davidson Royalty for five days on the road, staying at good hotels and getting on the turps of an evening. Um, across the top, it was cold, across the uh, Mount Hotham and all that stuff. But that was pretty good. And I'll get a yarn out of it for the magazine so I can justify not being here for a week and leaving young uh, Search uh, working flat macker at the uh, coalface, putting the magazine out. Um, rank has its privileges, doesn't it? As you get older, as gravity's having its way with your, uh, you know, the bits that used to be somewhat firm, supple and useful. And, uh, you know, not, there's not a lot about getting old that's great, but one, one of the things is that you can order young people around and uh, that's pretty good. I enjoy that. I'm taking full advantage of that prior to... Uh, finding my way into my uh, final resting place, which is uh, growing ever closer for all of us. There's a little happy note for you. But onward and upward, as we say in the business. So the things that uh, I wanted to talk about this week, uh, there's lots of stuff. We're going to have underrated and overrated. Um, I've had stacks of stuff at the uh, Snag says email box the inbox and uh yeah we've got a few different things there we're going to have uh, a couple of letters i got a couple of nice letters this week and uh, hopefully i'll solve a few problems for uh, a couple of listeners and you might uh, learn something from it you might disagree with me if you do please uh, please jump onto the uh, email and contact me or the facebook uh, page more than happy to hear from you in regard to argument. Argument is what, what makes the world go round, apparently. And, um, yeah, get on there and argue with me. Now, something that caught my eye during the week was, um, you know, the, the AFL and the Australian Football League uh, coming out and saying that, uh, well, not coming out, actually, but saying that uh, they, as a group, support same-sex marriage, as any any uh, clear-thinking person does. I think, we, I think we're at that point. We all understand that. I thought, uh, yeah, AFL, you talk a good game. Yeah, you talk a good game, but you don't really, really deliver, do you? Now, years ago, I worked in AFL journalism as a sports reporter and concentrating on AFL. In fact, I was the editor of a magazine totally dedicated to it. Of course, I piloted that into the ground like a car and hang glider, but that's another story. Now, I think there's something like 600 AFL footballers, give or take, I can't remember exactly how many, something like that. And we don't have one out player. Now, if you take the natural extrapolation of the general population and the statistics that are supposedly arrived at across the board, one in ten males is homosexual. 
Now that's, uh, my maths aren't great, but I reckon that's about 10%. And if you work out that there's 600 odd, so someone will argue with me, it might be 700, might be 580, might be, I don't know. I couldn't be bothered doing that sort of research. That's what keeps this podcast fresh and ad lib. That's, uh, you know, it's just there. I don't work at it. I'm too lazy. Remember the lazy bit? Well, that permeates just about everything I do. So you can work out the numbers, look it up, Google it. Mr. Google will come in handy again. I mean, it fixes everything, doesn't it? That means that 60 AFL footballers are homosexual, yet we don't have one out footballer. Now, I don't hold that any homosexual person has to come out. Um, it is entirely a personal decision, and I can in completely understand why it would be a difficult thing to do. Um, is it the atmosphere that suggests that a person can't come out in AFL? Well, last week they're all coming out saying, oh, we support same-sex marriage, yet we haven't got one homosexual in our midst. We really haven't got a right to know, uh, to talk about it, have you? Now, let's get honest, AFL. You've got homosexuals. You've got about 60 of them. I don't blame the homosexual individual for not coming out because clearly they don't feel comfortable. Now, I get it, too, that you don't want to be first because if you're first, you become a poster child for it. There's no doubt you would be hounded left, right and centre for stories. Uh, everyone would want to interview you. Your life would change and I imagine that that would affect both your relationship with the club and your on-field ability. Just simply by the fact you wouldn't get any rest, if nothing else. So I am by no means having any sort of a shot at individuals. I am indeed having a shot at the AFL. Because you can talk all you like about same-sex marriage and your support. And you, you know, your sizzle's great, but your sausage is shit house. Um, we had the female uh, AFL uh, kicked off this year and we had uh, openly gay people um, fairly well represented and having no problem showing it. So it's a bit one-sided. The girls are having no trouble with it. Yet, the AFL needs to, in my view, own up to the fact that it is a re is representative of a cross-section of human beings from society and has homosexuals in its midst. And guess what? We out here don't give a fuck and it's fine. But own up. Stop talking about it. Stop pretending like you're not a boys club. Stop pretending like you have society's best interests at heart and that you support the homosexual community, such as it is. I don't even like that term, and I'm sure there's people in that community that don't like it. Why should you be a community? I'm not in a heterosexual community. Um, I'm just heterosexual. If I was homosexual, I'd just be homosexual. They don't need to be poster children for their sexuality. Point remains, AFL, get your gear, get into gear, stop bullshitting, stop pretending. Um, you still are a dinosaur. You still behave like a dinosaur. You're still making sexist gags every five minutes. We're still hearing um, Danny Frawley taking off a Chinese commentator. You know, it's still in the 50s. You know, wake up, move on. All right, that's my bleat. I'm not going to make it uh, snag bullet because it's probably not, uh, not quite what I'm talking about. But, you know, 
can we just fucking get with the times? That's what I. That's all I got to say. On that. Now I want to move straight away to something a bit happier, and it's ask snag. Now this is our letters section, and uh, I happen to be looking at the uh, website, the uh, email section of snag says just the other day, and lo and behold, there's a couple of letters. Now, this one's from uh, an Alan Field from Abbotsford. Now, I had a couple from Abbotsford, so clearly I've got a little enclave of likers in Abbotsford. I don't know what that's all about. What's Abbotsford like in Melbourne? A bit hipster. You eat out at a Vietnamese restaurant fairly regularly and feel, you feel cosmopolitan because of it. You know your way around the tram route. Uh, yeah, you're, yeah, you're probably... Uh, Getting out and about, and you're probably in your mid-twenties. Not that I'm into generalisations, but there you go. Anyway, this is Alan's uh, little uh, little uh, piece that he sent through. Now, uh, dear R. Snag, I like it when you start like that, okay? So if you're thinking, I like that because it's um, the segment's called R. Snag and just tidies it up. And even if you don't, I put dear R. Snag anyway. Unless you call me an arsehole or something and that's... Uh, pertinent, and then I will put it in. Dear R. Snag, starts Alan. I'm a third year Alan. It's A double L A N too, so it's a, it's a man. Okay, you got that. I'm a third year journalism student, journalism student at RMIT. Um, that's a university in Melbourne for uh, our uh, Arnhem Land listeners that might not know. I'm a third-year journalism student at RMIT. Will I get a job if I study hard enough? His typing's terrible. I study hard enough, or should I just get on the turps and get laid as often as possible because the industry is completely fucked? Yours, Alan Field from Abbotsford. Alan, goodness me, third-year journalism student at RMIT. By goodness me. I wonder what that's like. In the old days, we used to storm the Bastille a little bit. I imagine you're setting off on your push bike, parking it neatly, following the rules, grabbing a uh, cheap coffee at the 7-Eleven and uh, walking into a fairly tired old room with a whiteboard and a fairly tired old tutor. It's probably 75% female. Um, and it's all you can do to stay awake during the tutes. So, you know, I don't want to paint it, paint it too badly. Journalism, mm, Alan, you've t- you really have, you're like 30 years too late because journalism in this country and probably globally is in a bit of trouble. Uh, not that uh, people aren't reading. In fact, more people are reading than ever, ever before, as I think I said before on a different podcast, but... So audience is there, um, but print is in a little bit of trouble from the point of view of the old model. I mean, it's uh, I work in print journalism and I make my money from it, and we're quite successful. There has been a shakeout in that industry. Newspapers have probably missed the boat. They missed, you know, sat back and on their heels and didn't worry about that that funny internet thing. Old men with graying hair and flaccid uh, penises. Uh, wives that don't like them much anymore and uh, 
uh, a house at Portsea. Uh, that sort of covers them off. Um, thought that the internet wasn't uh, a viable uh, system or vehicle of for journalism. Well, it subsequently turned out that it's a very good vehicle for journalism and it's actually allowing more people to write than ever before. So, Alan, you will get an opportunity to write that you might not have before. The downside is that people consider the internet as free. In fact, uh, I find it's not free. I send 120 bucks away a month, so that's, uh, that's a long way from free. But people consider that they should be able to consume news and storytelling on the internet without paying for it. And that's not good news for the writer. And that's you, Alan. So uh, the days of making good money out of uh, journalism, no, they're still there. I mean, if you rise to the top, mate, you've got nothing to worry about. But uh, it's a very, very tough road. And you ask me, should you just get on the turps and get laid as often as possible? Well, I think you can do both. I think you can do your studies... I mean, I'm in the last year, I've got one more year to go in a Masters of Journalism and uh, Masters of Communication, same deal. It's just the same stuff. Uh, whilst you have to do your work, it's not taxing. And I gather that you're, you're doing an undergraduate degree, which is, if you can do up your shoelaces, you'll, I'll give you that. But, yeah, get on the turps and get laid as often as possible and continue to do so. I mean, what the hell, you're at university, why are you asking me? I can't understand for one second why you would think that that would be, you know, those are the two choices, Alan. Study hard, uh, continue and aspire to be a journalist because it's a very noble profession. It's greatly enjoyable. It's a lot better than putting heads on brooms. In fact, my first job was a, as a slaughter, at a slaughterhouse and I quickly uh, came to terms with uh, that's probably not for me. Uh, so, you know, you won't be doing that. You won't be, you know, getting the shit bag out of a uh, a heifer, like I did, and to wash the shit bags out for the first two weeks, which uh, the people around me thought was uproariously funny. M- um, me less so. So, Alan, no shit bag for you. Get on the turps, get laid as often as possible. Continue that, my man. Goodness gracious. What's wrong with you? And uh, yes, by all means, continue trying to be a journalist. Uh, study hard. You'll have to rise from the ruck because there's a lot of very ordinary, very ordinary graduates. Uh, I know that because I interviewed a lot of them um, when I was in a different life as a media manager. And uh, by gee, there were a few, the good ones jump out at you, Alan. And, and right now, you're not jumping out at me greatly, let's be honest. You know, put the push bike away. Um, don't worry about the Vietnamese food um, down there in uh, lovely Abbotsford. Get to school, get to school on time. Study, uh, try, you know, study a bit. Don't overdo it. Get laid, ha- get on the turps, have a good time, see bands, get involved. Uni life's fantastic. Now, I only came on it as an older person, but uh, what a great place to be. You know, it's, there are times when you come out of a tute or whatever. And you're absolutely fizzing with thought and, you know, education is a great thing. And I am taking the piss a little bit, but it is a wonderful thing to go to university. Um, it doesn't hurt if you've got a hangover now and then, you know. The teacher probably has to. I know one particular lecturer who will remain nameless, who's gone on to become a friend of mine. Uh, yeah, he didn't, uh, didn't let alcohol not get in the way of a good uh, tute. 
and uh, I, I won't name him, but uh, a good, very good man, a good friend. So there you go, Alan. Uh, yeah, enjoy yourself. Now, uh, two letters this week. Two. How's that, eh? Out of the multitudes that, uh, of the barrel, as I thrust my mitt into the barrel of uh, letters. Here's another one. And this one's from, uh, where are we? Stella Davis from Glenelg in South Australia. Now, Stella, before I start, I'm very pleased to know that I've had my first letter uh, from a person coming from a geographical region with a palindromic name. Glenelg, spelt the same backwards as forwards. And uh, that excited me a little bit, Stella. So it's probably got you over the line to... as our second letter. Not much else. Uh, dear R. Snag. Well, a good start, Stella, again. My boyfriend is a stickler for table manners. Hmm. Interesting, this day and age. Nice to... I think table manners are fairly important. He picks me up on every single manoeuvre at the table. I love him. Mm, Steady, Stella. Big word, love. I love him, but should I allow his pedantic way at the table to divide us before main is served? Mm, Clever. And she's got that in uh, single quotes, which means she probably means by main is served is before they decide on a life together. So I like that. A little bit of culinary, um, you know, flavour to the, uh, you know, nice, nice work, Stella. Well, Stella, mm, this is a toughie for me because I am a bit of a stickler for table manners. Um, if I see a knife on the, you know, in the left hand, I'm going home. So there's that. If someone eats with their mouth open... And I get a, you know, you know, we all you know, slide a bit of munger around, you know, in the, uh, you know, when there's a bit of conversation and a bit of red wine at the table, and, and people are a little animated. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good with that. But yeah, two seconds, I reckon, is your limit. I don't want to see what you're eating. So, I understand that side of it. Having said that. Uh, this could be a further window into your boyfriend's way, Stella. He might be... If he's going to pick you up on little things at the table, I've got a feeling that could permeate into other parts of life. Um, and you don't tell me your age, but uh, I get the feeling you're, you're, you're a woman of discernment but not great uh, vintage. And I would think... And I'm calling you 30. Now, I could be miles off. But it sounds like your first, you know, very serious... Uh, you might be considering going on with this. But you do call him boyfriend. So that brings you back a bit. Because if you're 30, you'd say partner. Let's say you're 25. You're, you know, I think, you know, you're looking at this guy as a, you know, a possible prospect. I'm going to tell you, get out of there. Because... If he was as hot for you as he should be, because I'm a little hot for you still, it's the, the palindromic name on its own warmed me up a bit. And I like the Stella thing, you know? Stella. It's a, I like it. It has a suggestion of a Slavic background or something along those lines. And I've always liked the thought of that, although Davis is pretty white bread, isn't it? I might be trying to read too much into it. 
Yes, before Maine is served, should you uh, should you let this divide you? I think you know the answer to that. I'd be piffing him to the curb, this bloke. If he's going to be having a go at you for things as small as, you know, where your knife and fork is and, uh, you know, uh, you you know you might have lent across somebody or um, I I spilled a wine or who cares, Stella? And look, if you are looking for a bloke, I am available. But you know, if you're over thirty, you know, maybe not. But um, yeah, uh, I'm I'm around, and um, you know, I can probably put up with the odd mistake at the uh, across the. Uh, Barbecued ribs, so I'll be good with that. Yeah, get rid of him, Stella. And and again, thanks for the Glenelg. I enjoyed that. So, ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, bald-headed babies, as the great Joff Allen used to say, that is our dear our snag, our snag for this week. Once again, don't forget, get on to uh, the uh, email, snagsays at gmail.com. And uh, you could be on here. I'll make you infamous. So get on there, will you? Fuck's sake. You're sitting around doing nothing. You want to bludge this free podcast, but you don't want to bloody... I'm off my meds. Shows sometimes. Uh, yes, what's next? Oh, I watched a little documentary on the Netflix there the other day on um, Amanda Knox, Foxy Noxy. Now, for those that don't know, Foxy Noxy Amanda Knox is the girl that was involved in the murder of a girl called Meredith Kircher in Italy in 2007 uh, and uh, was uh, subsequently um, convicted of the murder, actually twice, and uh, after that, twice acquitted. And, you know, there was all sorts of uh, uh, tabloid um, sensationalism suggesting there was sex play and that she was a deviant and boyfriend and her were having sex with this girl all this stuff anyway it's a really good doco it's on netflix um it's uh, very well shot beautifully shot cleverly shot and typically it, uh, in the italians uh, allowed full access because um you know they don't mind a little bit of grandstand the italians um you get to talk to the prosecutor the uh the cop boss the uh, uh, forensic people what do they call that something scientifico polizia scientifico so really good access uh we talked to foxy noxia herself and uh, as you always do with these sorts of shows not unlike making of a murderer you you wax and wane as to whether you figure she's guilty or not i eventually came down on the side i don't think she is but uh that's for you that's on netflix it's just called amanda knox and uh, seriously it's a nice little thing 70 minutes long enough you know, one piss, sit down, cup of tea. Um, it'll hold your interest. It's on Netflix. I don't mind Netflix, 11 bucks a month, don't hurt me. Uh, give that a fly. That's just a little just a little thing I saw and I thought I might pass on to you. Now, uh, moving on from Foxy Noxie, Amanda Knox, to Overrated, Underrated. Yes, this is where we talk about stuff that we consider overrated and underrated. It's not hard. What do you want a map? Um, you can't work that out seriously. No, jump back on the footy show. Fat people crying. What's that? Fat people crying. Is that still on? Fat people crying and cooking now. 
on an island. That's my show. Can't miss. Now, overrated. Dinner. Now, when I say dinner, I mean the meal in the evening. Some people say, oh, dinner's lunchtime, snag. You got that wrong, you know. Yes, yes, yes. Dinner, I'm talking about the meal in the evening. Now, dinner. By the time you get to dinner, you might be hungry. You'll you will service the need. But, you know, going out for dinner. A shower, putting on decent clothes. Um, Travelling. By now it's 7 o'clock. You've got something to do tomorrow. There's something on Netflix that you're missing. You know, into the restaurant. Uh, sort of slightly uncomfortable, particularly if you're an introvert, introvert like me. Small talk. Picking the feed. Um, all of that sort of crinkles my brow. You know, I don't... When it's finally the, you know, pork loin in bloody aspic with a white wine jus arrives, I invariably think there's not enough there. Um, and really just muddle my way through the meal. By this time it's 8.30, I'm thinking about tomorrow. We're running out of things to talk about. If we know each other really well, that's fine. But why do we have to be at dinner? If we don't know each other really well, it's awkward. So I'm not enjoying dinner. Um, I've eaten it too late. Yeah, it satisfies the need, but... Just about the minute I walk through the door of the restaurant, I'm thinking about getting back in the car. And I reckon there's a few of you going, oh, me too. I reckon there's a few of you. Now, underrated, breakfast. Fucking breakfast. You bounce out of the fart sack, quick shower, you know, shave, get everything right. So I do it all in the shower too. I have the electric toothbrush, the razor, so I can have the hair full of conditioner. I can be shaving, uh, one hand shaving, the other one, uh, you know, rubbing the uh, uh, so- liquid soap around the toilet region. It, it, I'm a one-stop shop of, you know, uh, washing fun. So I can get it done pretty quick. You bounce out of there, you're clean as a whistle. Now, your general breakfast place is casual. It's casual. And if you're going to breakfast, you're going with someone you like. Now, it might be someone that you've been lucky enough to uh, have spent some time with prior to the uh, shower. It could be your lovely wife or husband. It could be your kids, and I like my kids a hell of a lot, and I think you probably do too. So generally, the company's going to be good. You're going to be local, because who travels for breakfast? And you're going to be hungry. And there's about four or five breakfast choices in there, if you're fed income. Eggs, bacon, uh, the big breakfast, which always promises more than it delivers. The birch and muesli, big birch and muesli, man. Oh, hard to beat the birch and muesli. In fact, at the hotel buffet, uh, I'm in the birch and muesli line more than once. Uh, you can have all your bloody scrambled eggs that's been sitting there for a couple of weeks. Uh, your birch and muesli. You're in and you're out, and English breakfast tea, strong English breakfast tea, subsequent of, I usually have a couple of poached eggs, a small amount of bacon on a sourdough, sourdough toast. The decisions are made. It's easy. And you've got the rest of the day. You come out and you, you're probably with your loved one, or one you, you know, love the one you're with, all that sort of gear. So dinner, no. Nah. Overrated. Breakfast, 
absolutely underrated. And I reckon you're nodding your head. Next. Overrated, summer. Now, I, I, I have trepidation about this because I love the beach and I love to get into the water. But if you're honest, it's too hot in summer. It's too hot. Middle of the day is cactus. Now, it's nice in the morning, it's nice in the evening. Uh, but the middle of the day, you're not going to sit on the beach. You're going to cook. If you're working outside, it's too hot. Um, that hot wind in the summer, I'm talking about a Victor- in Victoria, Melbourne, Australia, for my Ukrainian listeners. Hello, Olga and Sven. Nice to see you and hear from you. And my North American uh, and South American, uh, my Antarctic-ian people, that uh, regular, regular uh, listeners. They, uh, hello to you. Uh, yes, I think summer's too hot. Although I do, I, I do say it with trepidation because I do enjoy the beach. But uh, yeah, the guts of summer's too hot. Now autumn, underrated autumn, absolutely underrated. Have a look at autumn now if you're in the Melbourne region. You guys call it fall over there in America. Yeah, I've got some uh, listeners on the west coast of America, in fact. Isn't that odd? I've got a bit of traction over there. In fact, I've got, I think I've got as many there as I have here. Now, why? I don't know. I think it's because they think the euphemisms and colloquialisms are funny, but they don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. They can't. If I say to you, I don't think uh, he's the full quid. If he's the full quid, I'll go he for Tiggy. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? They don't. Listen to this, America. If he's the full quid, I'll go he for Tiggy. Hey, funny. God damn it, you funny that guy. Oh, yeah. So somehow that's working. Uh, what are we talking about? Autumn. I love autumn. Autumn's settled. Not much wind. Bugger all wind. It's about 18 degrees, 17 degrees, 16 degrees. The trees take on a beauty. There's a calm in the air. There's none of that spring fucking sneezing. I don't know about you, but hay fever fucking gives me a hard time. Sneezing and carrying on. So uh, autumn, I really enjoy autumn. I walk the dog. The beach is beautiful. It's flat, quiet. There's no tourists down here on the uh, the uh, Western Riviera. That is the Great Ocean Road, uh, Surf Coast, Bellarine, part of uh, the West Coast of Victoria. So autumn, underrated, S- severely underrated. What else have I got? Oh, yes. Ever. Now, ever. Yeah, we all liked a bit of amber for its different reasons. In fact, I, I like some of the music. I always did. I was a bit too scared to admit it years ago, but uh, here I am telling you now. Now, if I remember rightly, it's uh, God, I should have looked up their names. Agnetha and Frida. I think it's Anna Fried or whatever. Now, Agnetha, from memory, was the blonde lass, buxom blonde, blonde lass. It was gorgeous. No, absolutely beautiful girl. The blonde, uh, quintessential Scandinavian uh, Vixen, and uh, I think she was uh, uh, admired for both her ability to sing and uh, and as much her looks, particularly for a teenage girl or boy. Um, she was probably the recipient of many a masturbatory uh, uh, session. Not the recipient, but certainly the catalyst. But for me, it was always the other one. Now... Have a look at stuff from the time, if you get a chance. I'm sure there's YouTube videos of the ABBA girls doing their thing. And, uh, oh, Frida. 
she just had a little glint in her eye and she, uh, lifted the lip and uh, it was she was an entirely more enticing being for us. Now, there'll be, that will polarise opinions, but uh, overrated, the blonde. Underrated, the curly-headed uh, brunette. So have a chat about it over the dinner table tonight. This might be something for uh, young uh, Stella to bring up to take uh, her boyfriend's mind off the off the uh, table manners. So yeah, chuck that around. See what you think. Uh, and uh, you know, don't you know, don't be don't get in a blue eye about it. I mean, I'm not trying to start arguments and ruin relationships. But, you know, that's the last thing I'm trying to do. I'm I'm here to help. I'm like Kevin Rudd. My name's Kevin, and I'm here to help. Yeah, I'm like Kevin Rudd. Fuck, I'm like Kevin Rudd. Poor old Kevin. He turned up there, didn't he? Look, there'd been a flood, you know, there'd been loss of life, and it was a dreadful, dreadful business. And here he trudges, and, you know, he's about as tough as a pound of butter in a heat wave. Um, had as much to do with the common man as King Arthur. Here he turns up. He sees a camera, of course, and bolts across. He always looked to me like an extra from South Park. He should have been in South Park, Kevin Rudd. Oh, good day. I'm Kevin. I'm here to help. You know, oh, beauty. How about you? Fuck off. That's a better be big help, Kevin. And uh, the electorate said the same thing. Although he was a bit unlucky, they did shaft him. It was always, they were all shafting each other, weren't they? Terrible, terrible business. All that. It's calmed down a little bit, but now we've got Tur- Mr. Turnbull, who's, uh, you know, turned out to be uh, exactly what I thought he was to start with. But he fought a lot of you, didn't he? Not my listeners. They wouldn't have been so silly. Yeah, send me in a letter about how you, uh, vote, you know, how you feel about uh, Mr. Turnbull. Um, and uh, what's the other bloke's name? Mr. Short. Now I met Mr. Short at the football recently and uh, shook his hand and uh, didn't fill me with a great deal of uh, shook hands a bit soft, you know. Um, looks like he could get into the gym a bit. You know, he's a bit of a milk sop. You know, I like a man to be a man. I'm, I'm old-fashioned like that. I mean, you know, I know uh, Adonis myself, but, you know, squeeze my hand or give it a go when you shake it and uh, look me in the eye. Um, I can't just don't feel like uh, either of them can look you in the eye, do you? Uh, so they, neither of those are filling me with a great deal of... Uh, Happiness as we speak. And Mr. Trump's interesting. I I, I don't think he'll see Christmas. Um, I think they'll fucking impeach him. He's out. Uh, I've considered that that was always what would happen. Uh, I think the Russian thing's enough. I think the Republicans have actually had enough. Uh, so um, hopefully he makes it to the next podcast. Or maybe if he doesn't, then I can gloat. Actually, that'd be good. If he doesn't make it to the next podcast, then I can just get on and pose and... Make out like I had something to do with it, um, which you know I didn't. Uh, if he didn't, no, I had nothing to do with it. But uh, yeah, let's see what happens if Mister Mister Trump gets it. I feel a bit sorry for Melania. I don't know what to make of Melania. Do you, I, uh, Melania? I I don't think it's fair to attack Melania, but I, she's a cardboard cutout, isn't she? I can't help feeling like, and I know it's a dreadful stereotype, but as though she sort of. 
he was her ticket out a little bit. Although she was from Slovenia. And I've travelled Slovenia. It's one of the world's greatest countries. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. Um, so I can't imagine she was trying to escape Slovenia greatly. But oh, you reckon she could have done a bit better. She's, she's a reasonable cut of a girl. Um, and I don't think she's got anything to greatly offend one. And she pulled the wrong line with uh, that uh, fat assemblage of shortcomings, didn't she? She just came up short there. I wonder what she did in the past life. Must have been something. Anyway, uh, what else? Well, uh, not much. I just wanted to touch base with you folks. I just wanted to say good day tonight. Uh, all's good in our house. The kids are doing very well. Um, Millie's um, Millie's ten. I was just working out today. She's ten. She still acts like a pup. Her and I walk a lot. I'm still here, uh, madly uh, insular, uh, wondering whether um, I'll ever summon up the courage to date and do all that again. But uh, it's just not there at the minute. And uh, it's been. Uh, Nine years that uh, that uh, I've sort of been pretty much solid. There's been a couple of little dalliances there, but uh, nothing that worked. And uh, one wonders whether one will ever uh, pick up those cudgels again. Certainly haven't had anything carnal for two and a half years and haven't missed that. It used to be voracious. So it's funny, you know, funny how you change. Anyway, you probably don't need to know that. You're probably having your Wheaties going, fucking hell. Enough information. Don't need to know all this stuff. Um, look, I'm going to leave you with that lot because uh, wistfully thinking things through and a ma- uh, moment of in- introspection. Um, lovely to speak with you all again. And uh, um, this has been a ramble fest. I get that. But that, you'll get those, okay? Um, you'll get those. You know, Not everything's a Logie winner. Uh Oh, that reminds me. I, I travelled with a bloke called James Tobin last week, who's the weatherman on uh, Weekend Sunrise. And uh, he's a young fellow, young, very good-looking young fellow, and uh, he rides a Harley-Davidson fat boy. And uh, he made me think, because prior to meeting him, I had him pretty well pegged as probably a public school boy, a private school boy that wouldn't get me or want to be bothered with me. Well, I was 180 degrees turned around. He's a lovely young bloke. And uh, we laughed our heads off. Um, he switched on, smart, good looking, and uh, got everything going for him. And he rides a, rides a Harley pretty well too. So uh, another little uh, lesson there for young Snaggy or old Snaggy was: I uh, don't judge books by covers. I was I seriously judge the book by its cover, and I, I it's a habit I have that's bad. It's got to do with sitting on the you know in your car looking over there and completely judging somebody. And it's a very bad habit, but I do do it. And I was wrong. And uh, young Jimmy, I don't know if he likes being called Jimmy, but uh, it was a pleasure to meet you, young man. And uh, you're right, all right, and you're funny. And uh, and the Dickens joke in regard to when I ordered cider, that was really funny. <laughs> yeah, it made me laugh. I hadn't heard that before. Anyway, don't judge books by covers. Um, listen uh, to Snag Says Podcast 12 upcoming. Uh, Susan Berg upcoming. She, she was going to be 11, but... Uh, our wires got crossed, but we're, that's upcoming. Get to the uh, email. Get on the uh, interwebs. www.snags says at no and snags Don't complicate it. Fucking www. Why do we always have to put www? Everyone knows that, don't they? You know, if you haven't can't work that out by now, 
Goodness me. All right, lovely talk, Mia. Uh, let's talk again soon. And don't let the bastards get to you. See you.